Hey guys, you're listening to the Enough Podcast. I'm Jennifer, a wife, mama four, an author. I love having one-on-one conversations with women, talking about our identity in Christ. But most of all, I am completely in love with Jesus. And I'm Courtney, a wife, a mom, and a West Texas woman with a passionate love for Jesus. We declare we've had enough and discuss how we are enough. Hey there, guys. Welcome back to the Enough Podcast. This week, we have a very special guest, and Jen is going to introduce her to you. We are so excited to have Heather Moyer with us today. Heather, you are a light She goes to my church and she has just been a huge light in my life. I just absolutely love every chance that I get to talk with her. And Heather, I am really excited to hear a part of your story today. Well, hi, y'all. I guess to start, my background, um, I didn't grow up in the church. Uh, My dad left that open. He grew up Catholic, um, so he left it open. Uh, I was introduced to Christ probably around, I would say seven. I went to church with my aunt. Um, Didn't really know what it was, just I knew that people around me were happy. And so I just kept going. Then we moved. um, So we moved a lot when I was younger. My dad raised us. He raised three um, children on his own, single parent. and he struggled a lot, but we never knew it. Um, he's, he's actually instilled in me what I didn't know was the love of Christ as in like just loving your neighbor and giving freely. So that is instilled in me today. Wow. Um, he's the kind of guy who would give you the shirt off his back. Absolutely. absolutely. Wow. Um, he he did what he could do. Um, and I, and I love him for it more and more every day. And the more I, the more I'm walking with Christ, the more I realize like how blessed I was and still am being able to be able to call him my dad. Um, then we moved down here to Virginia. Well, no, let me go back. So we, we moved around a lot. And then there was this one place that we lived in New York and um, I was walking down the street and I heard this music coming from this big building. It wasn't the church that I'm used to seeing. It was like, it was huge. It kind of looked like a cathedral. It was huge. It was beautiful. But everybody in there, I mean, um, Pentecostal, they were a Pentecostal church. So every, I mean, it was just music. So I walked in and I sat in the back and then that, I was just, didn't know that I didn't know anybody. I was probably 12 at that time didn't know anybody, just sat down and was just listening. So then we moved down here and one of my best friends um, in school, her father was a pastor at a Pentecostal church. So I went there. Um, then we visited other churches um, throughout school because, you know, um, I've grown to understand that down here they have like sister churches where, you know, people, it's like same congregation, but just in different churches and they get together for reunions, that type of stuff. So um, still wasn't really devoted, 
um, just heard about it, knew about it in passing, and I'm just went about my life. Um, fast forward to about three years ago. Um, three years ago was when I, I don't know if y'all have ever heard of the Emmaus Walk. Um, so I did go on the Emmaus Walk and cool stuff happens on those (laughs) yes it does so i'm sorry i'm all over the place but let me go before the emmaus walk so our church um we do mission trips to damascus virginia with the um hikers on the appalachian trail oh how cool i did that and at that time um i was going through some things and everywhere i looked was be still and know that I am God Mm. and that it was at that moment that I realized who I was that I was a child of God and that he loves me and I was able to be still as he asked and so when I get back from the um, um, Damascus um, I started going to church more like I joined the, um, our praise band, um, even in the middle of, uh, was going through a, a, a breakup. Um, but now I know that that was exactly, God put me in his life to bring me to Bethlehem church, mm. which I think is awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, then, um, so we, it was a messy breakup, so to speak, but, um, I work with my now husband. I worked with him. I knew him since 2011. So we were friends. Um, so we started dating. And then, so at that point, everything that I had prayed for that I wanted to see different and the one I was with is everything that he is. So at the Emmaus Walk, there is a portion of it that... Um, is in the chapel and that was when it was it was like just he's the one I sent you mm-hmm. and from forward it has been amazing um we pray together we do devotions together um and I realized that if I was still before I probably wouldn't have had as much heartache if I was in the word if I was being truly devoted to him. But saying that, I understand that that was part of growth. So I am the person I am because I went through that. Um, but it's amazing how much he loves me that he just, he, he never gave up on me. He gave me the escape route. Like he said, here I am, come get me. Mm. So. Wow. <clears throat> so That's that so part, that part is just, that was just like one of the biggest, uh, I don't even have words for it. God it's moments. so true though, what you said about how you look back and you realize that you were growing through that season, but you couldn't have grown if you hadn't gone through it. It's not like we can just snap our fingers and all of a sudden be more, what's the word? spiritually growthed <laughs> we can't just snap our fingers and grow in our faith right you walk through 
stuff, you walk through trials and tribulations, you walk through heartache and you learn. And the most, the most recent one, which this one had me walk on faith. So I'm not going to give the name of my employment where I was at, but during the COVID, so before COVID hit, we, my husband watched, he used to watch news all the time. And so we, we, we started praying on it before it even got to the United States. Um, and in that, it was put on our heart to not, to not take the test. Not that taking the test was a sin, but so in all of this, and I guess it'll be more clear after, after I finish, but in all of this, it opened my eyes to know, to know how to hear God's voice, to be able to discern God's voice, to be patient and to be still and to walk in faith. So it became mandatory at my, at my employment that they had to do point prevalence testing and every, and mandatory means if you don't do it, you lose your job. So in everything, um, I'm like, wait a minute. First, so testing the spirit, I'm asking God, like, why would we do something if we're going to lose our livelihood? And it's not my livelihood to lose. He gave it to me to begin with. So I was like, all right, so this is what we're going to do. So then it came to the point where I was not able to actually go to work. So I had to, I was out on um, leave, on administrative leave for disciplinary action for refusing. Um, and in that, I'm, I'm not gonna lie, at the, in the beginning, I was torn apart. Like I was like, is, I was, is this the right thing? Did we hear him correctly? Is this what really, is this what he really wants? And in everything it was, I mean, he brought it right back. Yes, just say no, just say no. So three months I was out of work, um, lost, I had time on the books, so I got paid for about two months. In the last month, I ran out of paycheck, but never got behind on bills. Never, like all the provisions were there, like he provided. I was even getting checks from my life insurance for overpayment. So it was just all the, yeah. It was just That's all the I'm making, I'm making a face for those of you wondering, like y'all can't see us, but I'm making a face like, mm, I love me some God math. I just love God math. <laughs> so, um, so it, but at one point, at one point I was in the house, my husband worked from home. I was in the house and I was pacing and, you know, he was trying to keep me calm, but you know, when your brain starts going and you start worrying that fear creeps in, the doubt creeps in. I was like, I just have to go for a walk. So I ended up going on about a two and a half, three hour walk. And in that walk, I, I'm in the, I live in the backwoods. So I'm walking on a back road crying um, and, and just asking God, please tell me that I'm doing right. And then it's like, everything got still. And he was like, think about what I did for you before you talked to me every day, before you even really knew who I was and what I could do for you. 
And I realized like, he did so much for me my entire life. So why would I question his faithfulness now? Yeah. Um, and I'm sorry. Um, so that was like that. And then all of a sudden I just got this piece, this, this piece that I had no idea where, well, at the time I was like, wait, it was like this calmingness. And that's the piece that surpasses all understanding. Like that surpasses all understanding. I can't, ah, man. And then even and it's, going- It's to- something that only he can give you. Yeah. It's yeah. something that we strive for so much. Mm-hmm. But like, I, when I've heard, like you're talking about when I've really heard the voice of God and had that peace, you feel rock solid. And there's almost nothing you can do to have that peace shaken. And it's like a breath. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like in all the meetings with HR and it ended up, I realized too. So, and this is something that by the time it's all said and done, every believer will most likely have to go through something similar like this, mm. where you have to choose, like it's the hardest choice. Like, am I going to be secure in my job, in my 401k and all of this stuff, or am I going to be completely, utterly dependent on God? Mm. And at that time I had to, I had to be completely dependent on God. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to even explain. So we have, you know, you have federal regulations about discrimination in the workplace um, pertaining to religion. But that's the thing I've realized that those laws are about religion. And what we have with Christ is far from a religion. So when they ask you things and they want something in black and white. Show me in the yeah. Bible that says you can't do this. And it's like, it's not that. What there I'm was no you- doctrine for this precedent. So you couldn't go to them with the legal church stuff that says, I can't do this because this is exactly what my church says. You're like, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And, and, that's, and that was tough because I'm like, wait a minute how am I supposed to explain it? And then God pointed out being disobedient to me is a sin, Mm -hmm. not what the world thinks is a sin. So people will put in a box what they think sin is. Right. It's disobedience. Is a sin. So, but trying to explain that to get them to, understand where I was coming from it was and then reading reading yeah. the letter like when they when they write up about the meeting they have to write everything that was said and they, it still was not written correctly yeah but it, it doesn't compute in the, in corporate or business settings at all it just can't compute <laughs> it just doesn't it's okay it's all right it and, just then that, and that brought to my mind about you're gonna look the world and so in all of this, I was like, yes, I'm doing something right. <laughs> like I am, I am walking in God's footsteps because they don't understand. It. I love it. <laughs> happy like that. That made me happy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but that it was, 
it was tough. But what I got out of that was to be steadfast, no matter how hard or crazy or what it looks like. And then I think about Job. Job had, he was rich. He had everything. Mm-hmm. Very, and yeah. Satan walks into heaven and was like, well, and the funny thing is the angels didn't even realize that he was with them. And he's like, what are you doing here? Mm-hmm. And he, you know, he's doing what he does, seeking whom he can devour. And in that story though, Satan knew that Job was untouchable and that he had to have God's permission. Mm-hmm. So when things are happening, that is, to me, that's, that's where that praise, you, you, you give him praise in everything. Because in the moments when you're suffering or things around, it just doesn't make sense. It's not mm-hmm. necessarily that you did something wrong. But God is showing, say, in your faithfulness to him. And that's awesome. It is awesome. I, I'm trying to think there's either a saying or a verse that talks about there can be no faith without no trial or without any trial. Yes. I've heard it. I don't know if it's a verse, but I have heard that. It may just be a saying or something I made up in my brain, but if, if there aren't any hard times, Mm -hmm. there's no reason to have faith. And it's through our faith that we show our love to God, it deepens our relationship when we have faith. And the only way to get there is to go through things that are hard. Another thing I'm thinking about is that God asks you to do what looks like to the world, a crazy thing, a silly thing. It looks to the world silly. There are hundreds of thousands of millions of people getting their brains swabbed with the COVID test. <laughs> It's not really swapping their brains, but they like stick the Q-tip up so far that it feels like they're swapping the brain. So God asks you to do this weird thing. And it seems strange. It reminds me of God asking Noah to build an ark. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. All the people in the town are like, dude, what's rain? We don't even know what rain is. What are you talking about? Why are you building a boat? What's a boat? Like, that's a big boat. Why are you doing this? <laughs> and and it, he just kept doing what he was told. And lo and behold, God proved faithful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Humanity was saved. Thanks, Noah, for building mm-hmm. the ark. <laughs> yeah. And so my outcome was I go back to work and I kept my job. I got all my time back and I got all my payback. Whoa, no way. So it was like I was on vacation. Wow. Wow. So that, that is a, that's for me, that is what it means to walk by faith. When you don't understand anything, because God sees way more than we do. And it had, and it may have nothing to do with the test itself. It may just have been, I'm growing you. I want to see you be obedient. So, so in that, so with this new job, so we, we prayed and prayed and prayed and it just came about. And this is the first job that I ever had that when I did the interview, I was like, oh yes, this is it. This is a divine appointment because mm. 
first way I knew was I was calm during the interview. That <laughs> and then the, the biggest way I knew was we ended up talking about God in the interview. So I was like, yes, this mm-hmm. is definitely where I need to be. So I'm excited to see what happens. And it may be something that I never see, but he has me do he has me doing something. And I just pray that I am faithful and that I that he can look at me and say, Good job, my servant. Like that's that's what I'm hoping for. <laughs> I want him to call me a faithful servant. <laughs> Oh man. So Heather, I have to ask when you are in the throes, especially of trying to be faithful and doing what God asked you to do when you didn't know how your outcome was going to be, what was your battle plan? How did you keep it straight in your mind that you are still enough as a woman, as a child of God, even though you're being looked into with HR and everything else is going on around you. How did you feel like you were still enough? What was your battle plan to get in day in and day out to keep your eyes fixed on him? Prayer in the morning, in the evening, in the afternoon, I tell people that it is probably a good thing right now that we have mass because I literally walk around and talk out loud to Jesus like like he's standing like he's right <laughs> here beside me so like they probably would have seen with me but prayer definitely definitely prayer and I every I was cognizant of every thought meaning when the thought didn't align with God's plan I gave it back to him because I didn't wow. want it. And that is something that I have. I'm, I used to be a worrier. Mm-hmm. I was the only female in my family. I took that role. I worried and worried and worried. Yeah. But after all of this, I don't worry as much. I'm not quick to get fearful or even doubtful when I hear him talking to me. It's like, I, I feel closer to him. Like, I feel like, I don't even know how to explain it because it's just, it's it's such a light feeling. Yeah, it is. It's light. And it's like, it's such a good feeling to, to feel his arms wrapped around you. Yeah. Like Mm -hmm. it's warm. It's light. It's almost like you're walking on clouds. Yes. It's, it's amazing. But prayer, definitely prayer and devotion, like read his word daily. You cannot that's the armor of God. You cannot fight any fight without reading his word daily. Even mm. if you don't know where to start, open the book and pray. Pray that he reveals to you what he needs to be revealed to you and just read his word. And in that, if you do that daily, in that you will see, you will be able to see everything around you. Things that you would have missed before, like you, it, it's so important and I can't stress that enough it is so important to pray to pray 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 and read his word mm-hmm. daily multiple times a day not just in the morning not just in the evening not just on Sundays but daily and multiple times a day and really rem- you ha- and I remember who I am I remember that I am a child of God and it's okay. It is okay if the world looks at me crazy. That is fine. That's fine. 
That's right. fine. I'm going to rejoice in that because I know that I know that I'm on the path that he set for me. And this so. is in our home. So it's okay exactly. if it's crazy and falling <laughs> apart. This isn't our home. Exactly. exactly. And all of this, like all of this, um, and it's funny because so my husband and I, um, we have the same sentiment. Um, God comes first. So when I talk to people and he, he says the same thing when he talks to people that my husband is rubbish. My house is rubbish. My job, rubbish. Everything. And I, and, I, and I can't say everything I own because I own nothing. Like none of this is mine. All mm. of this was given to me. And so at any time it can be taken from me. So that was the other thing that I had that that, that changed in my, in my mind was that it doesn't matter if I lose any of this. It doesn't matter because it was gifted to me anyway. How can I be upset? Like this is yeah. everything. Yeah. My, my life is a gift. And so yeah. in that, I want to give that to God who is more deserving. Like he gives me way more than I deserve, way more than I deserve. And so I want to use my life to give back to him. And that's it's funny because you are talking like you're not of this world because so many people feel like this is mine. It's my body. It's my house. It's my clothes. It's my stuff. And you are saying the exact opposite. And it's awesome. <laughs> none of this. None of this is mine. None of it. And then, like, even in independency and independency, or independent, being independent and being dependent. So the world teaches you to be independent from the time you're a toddler mm-hmm. or a baby, really. Because when you say your first words, like, oh, and you know, we, we congratulate all these little milestones, and these milestones lead people to be independent. My, my son's favorite phrase, he's four right now, is, Mama, I do it by myself. Yes. <laughs> All by myself. Yes. <laughs> and, that, and, 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 and in reality, when we, when we read God's word, he wants us to be completely dependent on him. And in that time when I was going through that, I was like, this is what it means to be completely dependent on God, not knowing, but trusting and believing that he is faithful and not giving into, because there was a lot of people around me, my family, my friends, even other believers. They made comments like, uh, what about your um, retirement? Or what are you going to do for the bills? Or you went to school you went to college just to throw it all away. All those things, mm-hmm. which of course is going to make you start doubting. Yeah. But I had to stay steadfast. I had to, to just not, and not even get, like I didn't get upset at anybody because I, I could empathize right. where they were coming from. I mean, right. I, it was rational for them to say that, mm-hmm. but at the same time, that's not what faith is like. I'm not, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna compromise. I'm not gonna compromise. And it didn't, I was, we, I was preparing too. <laughs> I was preparing to live <laughs> That's funny. You just kept building the ark. I was ready to live in a tent. 
<laughs> but oh, that's funny. That is awesome. And like when I think about it, it just it brings me to tears. It's it's <sighs> I wish I could put in this it's almost like you can't put it into words because words yeah. are just not enough. Words yeah. are just not enough to cover it. Like, oh yeah. Heather, you are a gift. You are such a light. Thank you so much for coming on here. Heather, it has been absolutely wonderful getting to talk with you this evening. Thank you so much for sharing. Uh, guys, go ahead and let us know when you want to see her again, because this was awesome. This is part one. We need a part two. We need a part two. Well, let, us <laughs> let us know, guys, when you want to hear from her again. Yes. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. So, guys. If you, it, the way you can let us know that you want Heather back would be to reach out and let us know through Instagram. We're over there at enough pod. Feel free to message us or comment on the post. Or there you, you can go. email us at enoughpodladies at gmail.com. And remember when the going gets tough and you don't feel like you're enough. Remember you are enough because Jesus says you're enough.